following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> are back it is the intentional foul on a bi-weekly basis in the face of corona mania where we wait for two weeks for sports things to build up before we talk about them because that's just the way it's going and hopefully we'll have stuff to talk about on a weekly basis if and when any of these leagues keep opening i mean right now we're on a decent track with a couple a couple not If you get people to stay inside the Orlando bubble and don't want to go order food because Disney can't feed you properly, apparently, you break that bubble, you start infecting people, you're all screwed. That is still to come. It is the intentional foul. Josh here, Dan there, welcome. We have baseball, NBA, NFL, college football, and we even have a top five for you on this episode. So we have a lot of stuff to cover. Two pages of notes for me. What do you got, five? Well, I typed out my top five so I could read it, spread it out a little bit. There's a lot to go through. <laughs> yes, there it, is. It is very depressing. But we'll, You we'll knew get, that going yeah, in, though. I did. You, you assigned, this is my idea. That's I, right. You assigned some, yourself that well, task. Well, something, something happened in the NFL that put it in my head. We'll get right. to that later in the show. But you know we're in, like, the 80s now, I think, for episodes. Yes, that's I, not I, bad. I, I, I mean, I, I need to, I need to make sure that we we get. What can we do that we haven't done for episode one hundred? I don't know. We'll have to think of something. But I mean, we were wondering if we'd get to eight. <laughs> so, right. like, getting in the eighties. I mean, we. Yeah. I don't think we have eighty people that listen. No. We if we had, no. we don't have one listener, one show. You know that ratio. Right. Oh no, we're, we're, no. We're, we're under that. But yes. We do appreciate and love the, the folks a, that do, yeah. the, the few that listen to us. We have a solid core audience. I think, I think so. I think so. I think so. I don't think we'll get any a from core me. core of nine. <laughs> Mentioning this on the, on the CLO radio waves. Yeah. That those people are probably wondering what even a podcast is yeah. on a, some of them. That's it's, true. It's you do have a few there. You're too that old are, for yeah, that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, you, you've played a lot of golf. I've I've gotten yeah, a little out a, too much. Gotten out a couple of times, but I mean now we're both set for home improvement projects. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Getting old, right? Like I've I've golfed like four days in ten days, four times in ten days, and I needed like a week off, and I might take another week off, and <laughs> I don't know, man. This yeah. heat between the heat and this lockdown and nothing to do, I'm just I'm I'm ornery. <laughs> My fuse is shorter than usual. Oh yeah. I, I just I I've had it I've had with it everything. with everything I I have not I'm not threatening to do anything because I can't there's nothing to do there's no I've had it or else or I'm gonna do that I I got nothing I'm just pissed all the time all the time see that that's what makes for a good high school sports broadcast when you are when you're a little bit edgy so that should that you mean should make like this very nice like on a Saturday doubleheader when oh, we gotta go do you're a, miserable for we, those we gotta go down to Beloit to do a Beloit girls game. I'm just looking for sharp objects to stab myself in the ear. 
Yeah. Well, I'm that level pissed all right, right now. We Just are, have had it. We are off to a great start for this week. Thank you for downloading, subscribing. Hopefully, we won't let you down for this episode, and we'll try to get you in and out of here in about an hour. Are you at all getting into baseball starting in a week and a half? No. I'm trying my best. I think I really am. I think I don't want to stick dip my toe in it because I don't want to be disappointed. You know, I've read some stuff from from Tom Hardercourt and Adam McKelvey mm. online, and um, you know they've had some. The Brewers have had a little some streaming stuff of yep. of some inter squad games that they did last week, and I checked out a little bit of that. But it's like, yeah, I'm 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 apprehensive to to fully invest it. Yeah, but it's just so weird. The whole thing is just weird. It's like 60 games, no DH, no fans, empty stadiums. I don't know. I mean, I'm just having a hard time getting excited about it. Is it because it's out of your normal? It's it out of your be. routine? It must be. I mean, maybe once they actually start playing again and, you know, like in in two weeks on a Monday night when you come over, the Brewers are on. Right. That maybe I'll I think I'll feel different then. I mean I am excited for, not a week from Friday on opening opening day in mm-hmm. quotes the Brewers at the Cubs, um, so I'm looking forward to that. I hope everything goes smoothly and it happens and it you know Wrigley Field being empty is not kind of unwatchable. But how many shots of those rooftops are we going to see? Because they're going to be the only fans that are what actually physically watching the game. And and the Ricketts own like yeah, eight out of ten of them. Yeah, that's a good point. How does that even work? Can they sell those seats? Oh yeah, they're they're three hundred fifty bucks a pop, and and they have to they have to do wow per they they have to do a percentage of the capacity because they have to Social allow distance. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I I read somewhere that tickets on a normal on a normal night or a day cost you between one hundred and fifty to three hundred. Those are going to cost you three fifty. Hmm. So they're going to try to get their money sure. somehow. Sure. And as soon as the Ricketts swooped in and bought the team, they started buying up all those properties with the rooftops because they don't want to give away their product for free. Right. They want to keep lining their pockets, which right. I totally understand as yep. a business because yep. a lot of people have said, "Well, you're they're just they're not paying anything to the club mm-hmm. to watch the game like everybody else in the stadium. So why should they do? Well, we're going to fix that. We'll just buy them all. Right. right. So, um. Uh, opening day sold out for those rooftops, apparently. So hmm. um, I'm excited, but yeah, like you, it's just. I'm trying my best. Maybe it's because I don't want to go through the hassle of canceling Dish Network and getting YouTube TV, which, <laughs> by the way, upped its fee $15 from 50 to 65 in the last two weeks. Oh, because all the sports are coming back? or I don't know. Maybe, hmm. but I was like, okay, really pumped to change. Wait a minute, what do you mean you just hiked your product? And it's still going to be probably half of what I'm paying right yeah, now, right. And not getting sports, right? So I'm, I'm not going to have a choice. It's still a good decision, but it was just like one of those things where. Eh. But now I got to you know return all the crap and make sure my Wi-Fi is good because we're going to be streaming TV because that's just I just want to watch the games. Mm-hmm. I really do. So that's maybe it's that, but. But I think you're right. It's it's just a level of investment that I don't want to get sucked in only to get, for lack of a better phrase, I don't want to get my heart broken. You know, I'm like, oh, I was looking so forward to this, and now you're yanking the rug out after all this buildup. Yeah, I, my my biggest fear, really, with both baseball and basketball is not so much like if, you know, it would suck if Yelich got 
tested positive and had to sit out two weeks. That sucks. It's obviously it sucks for him personally that he gets it, but from the baseball point of view, it sucks. But like, it's no more than a pulled groin in a regular season. Trip to the injured list. My fear is a breakout of a team. Right. That's the fear because then they can't play. It screws up who they're playing against. How you can't? You have no time to make the games up. You can't. Do you, you just pull in, automatically give the other team a win? Do you pull in the entire developmental team from Appleton? I don't know. That they're going to have up there? Well, we need 10 guys. What? Who's starting in left field? Yeah. Who's at second base? Who are these guys? That's my only, really, that's my only fear of these of these restarts of these leagues is, is the mass breakout on a individual team. Because you can sit a guy. It, and, like, you know, we'll get to the NBA, but... If Giannis tested positive in Game Three of the Eastern Conference Finals and has to sit out for two weeks, it's awful. But it's no different than if he did what Kevin Durant did last year in the Finals and tears his Achilles. Achilles. I mean, injuries happen as part of the game, and you know, unfortunately, now you have you you really got to think of a positive Corona test as an injury, right? You know, well, and and that's the, that's the way they're classifying. It. Yeah, that's that's they're on the injury list. Well, what's the injury? We're not going to list that, right? Like because now it's it, it's going to be HIPAA violation to say that you contracted that. Which athletes are free to come out and say whatever they have, and and so far they have. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have this. The team can't do it because it's not their right. Um, but yeah, and you're see you you mentioned outbreak. You're seeing that with a lot of voluntary workouts for college football now. Yeah, you've got. You know, you've got nine here, ten there, a dozen there, and they have to shut down things before it gets any worse. Mm-hmm. How are you going to play? Like, that's another one. College football, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't either. I, don't either. I, I really don't. really don't. There's so many schools, so many geographic areas, and they keep trying to roll these things out, and we'll get it. I'm, I don't know if we're jumping the shark on, on or jumping the route on a lot of yeah, these. Yeah, we're a little okay. over the place But, here. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where how can you create mass – organization and mass rules to follow and mass protocols to follow when everybody's kind of doing their own thing and they're so far spread out. Yeah, it's impossible. You, you, you can't engineer that much control over that size. Of, Why they need of, a sports czar. I'm here. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to that. Let's jump into baseball. We've already kind of gone there. You mentioned season's 11 days away. Brewers, Cubs open on Friday. Um, they're doing the World Series inter-squad um, this yeah. week, what was it? The blue, blue and, and the gold, blue and the gold. Yeah, which I think is a cool little twist. They got to do something. Yep, if they're going to play each other, yep. right? Absolutely. And did I hear they were going to draft tonight or something? Yeah, like that? Yeah, uh, Narvez, I think that's how you say his name, and then uh, Garcia were the two captains okay. I saw that council appointed. Okay, interesting choices. Choices, yeah, kind of random if well, you ask me. But this is like those preseason games and a lot of training camp where you're seeing a lot of the non regulars. Mm-hmm. That maybe you want to the last couple of spots on the team or the first guys you're going to call up from Appleton, they're getting the work. It's like it's like preseason football. That last game where none of the starters play and you just see all these guys that are trying to make the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a couple guys that are um, going to be interesting to keep your eye on here to see if they make the team. You know, uh, Logan Morrison is mm-hmm. one. Ryan Healy is one. Um, you know, not still not really sure. I don't think we're 100% sure of how the infield's going to shake out. You got Hira, you got Urias, you got Arcia, you got Sogard. Uh, so they're, they're going to have to figure that out. I think you're going to see um, 
I think in a 60-game season, I wouldn't be surprised to see a three-man platoon at short and third between Arcia, Urias, and Sogard Mm -hmm. because they can all play short, and Urias and Sogard can both play third. So, you know, it might just be one of these things where you just ride the hot guy. If a guy gets hot for a couple days, you just play him. Right. You know, um, I think that could be the situation in a lot of positions. I mean, they're – you know, you got Gamble, Garcia, Kane, Braun. Um, I'm leaving somebody Yelich, out. Yelich, Bro- Broxton. Broxton. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that can play the outfield, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I don't know. It's going to be... It's going to be baseball like we've never seen before. I mean, this is a literal sprint of a season. Oh, you have to. You you, you get like one of the ten game losing streaks. You're done. But I heard an uh, an interesting thing on a different podcast I was listening to today. They were like, "What are we supposed to make of like what if a guy hits four ten? Because in sixty games you can hit four hundred. We see right. guys do it every year. Mm-hmm. You know, you start out really hot. Guy hits, you know, four hundred for a while, like." How do they? What does that mean? What does that mean? Is there? They have to asterisk it, right? You, don't you have to asterisk pretty much anything that comes well, out of this season? I mean, most of most records can't be broke because most baseball records are are you know 162 compilation of your stat well, right. over 162 games. So, but an average you could, an ERA you could. So I'm not sure if those are just going to be thrown out the window this year or, what are, or how that's going to work. What are a lot of the stats that you have a minimum number of games played? Do you generally know what that number well, is to, to be usually, included? Well, usually with hitting, it's plate appearances. Okay. You know, and I, I, I'm not sure how it does. I think it's a percentage. I think you have to be up in like three at-bats, roughly like three at-bats a game, something like that to mm-hmm. qualify. And then there's probably a game on you got to – you have to have 350 at bats or something like that, but um, gonna, I don't know. You're gonna have to rework that whole thing now, because... or maybe everybody just knows going in like these stats just kind of don't matter. I mean, they'll matter for your, you know, your overall career. If you hit 25 homers in 60 games, they go on your homer total. But you know, you're not really a home run champion, right? You know, right? I, I don't don't. Disagree. I don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll still try to crown these awards and stuff, but. Everybody it's going to be kind of goofy to do with just a, playing a third right. of the season. I, I don't disagree. Lauer just got to camp on Friday um, because he he got in contact with somebody who had the coronavirus, even though he was tested and he doesn't have it. But Urias and Perdomo are the only guys in the Brewers so far that have tested positive. Yeah. And right now they're asymptomatic, it sounds like. So, um other than that, I, I mean, I've I've kind of been watching some of the other teams, and they've had a player here, a player there. Nobody's really had a uh, more than like two or three, I no, think. No, not much. So um, I don't know what they're doing with that. the The interesting part about where teams are going to play is because Canada has different travel restrictions because of of COVID. And Major League Baseball goes north of the border, and just because we're allowing them to play in these markets in stadiums, even with no fans, Canada doesn't have no, to say that they're not allowing it. No, which fine, your business. Yeah, teach his own. But where? What's the team supposed to do? Well, it sounds like is that B- Buffalo might be where they end up playing because that's where one of their minor league affiliates are. Okay. Um, 
and I think that's the closest place to Toronto that they could play. Are you going to turn the football stadium into? Well, a, I think they have a baseball. Or, or, they have or, baseball or, stadium somewhere in Buffalo. A, a minor league. Yeah, one of their affiliates is there. Boy, so okay. Um, I mean, obviously, it, I guess it doesn't really matter because there's going to be no fans there. It, it, it doesn't really matter. No. It's just that like you sign for a couple million bucks to live in Toronto, and now you got to spend four months in Buffalo. So. <laughs> That should be. That's not exactly a vacation. No destination. No. Um, players kind of whining about. Yeah, I mean, I saw uh, today that Travis Shaw got in trouble again oh, with his yeah. mouth. Um, he's got had a little bit of a history of yeah, talking talking out of his ass. Right. I don't, I'm not going to miss that or his uh, sub 200 batting average. <laughs> but he was whining about some of the protocols or, or whatever that have been set up with the Blue Jays. Um, he had to come out and walk, try to walk that back today, as everybody tries to do after they say something stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been a smattering of players complaining about the the testing or lack thereof, I think, that's going on in baseball. Um, Cubs were one of those teams because they had to push back yeah, their workouts. I heard Bryant complain. Yep. I think Bryce Harper's complain. There's been a couple other guys. I mean... Uh, I, I guess I don't know enough about the situation to really weigh in whether or not they should be complaining, but I can tell you as somebody who's not a Major League Baseball player making a bunch of money playing a game, I don't really want to hear your shit. I mean, Giannis said it best today when he was asked about it. He just basically said, I'm blessed in so many ways that like having to live in a hotel for three months is just not that big a deal. He sounds like one of the only people that has really come out that seems to have both feet on the ground. Well, he remembers where he came from. So, and I think he's very, he's a grounded person. I mean, I saw LeBron James tweet something out the other day uh, that when he was leaving to go to the coronavirus, it felt like he was going to do a bid, uh, a bid in, in prison. Um, it, it's like, a good comparison. You, you can't really be more out of touch than that. If you think going to Disney World to be put up and pampered in their nicest hotels and to, to play basketball is prison. I think you need to check your reality a little bit, but that's just me. Those guys aren't grounded in reality. That's why they're walking out, getting they're fucking up quarantine down there. These guys, I told you before, most of these guys spent like six months in college. These are not rocket scientists. So whatever they're telling you on Twitter, take it with a grain of salt because these guys, uh, they live in a different world than the rest of us. Guy went out to get food. He violated. Now he needs to be quarantined, I think, for 10 days or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I heard an, or I, I read something else, and I even checked it out on Twitter. Um, some some guy who's a little thirsty wanted to get an Instagram model. Oh, yeah, model there's already been that in yeah. there. And it's, and, but people called that right away, mm-hmm. is that some of these guys that are single that are going to be lonely, they're going to be stuck in their hotel rooms for a couple of weeks they're gonna need some some hanky panky time. That's why I think the baseball one has a better has a really good chance of working. I'm a little concerned about the travel, but you know these guys being able to be in their home areas and play and and go home because really in baseball, you can have minimal contact with the opposing team. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean the first baseman. Yep. Catcher. Third. That's about, you know, yeah, if a guy gets third on third, baseman, but shorts, they're not really yeah. holding him on, no. you're usually off. Yeah. So there's not a lot of contact going on there. So, uh, But these NBA guys got to figure some shit out. I did see the uh, the, the the tweet in the video of Eric uh, Sogard's daughter. I thought that was pretty great. I uh, thought it was like um, 
Very old school, very ballsy to put that online. Oh hell yeah! I thought that's that... for people don't know they they what their daughter had a loose tooth, and they tied a rope around her tooth and tied the other end to like a like a Nerf softball, and they lobbed it up to their son, and he hit the softball and it pulled her tooth out, <laughs> which you know. For us growing up, and especially for our parents, that's what you like, did. It used to be like you t- tied it around a doorknob, right. and you shut the door, yep. and it pulled your tooth out. Um, this namby pamby pussy ass world we live in now, I'm not sure that we're allowed to pull kids' teeth out anymore. Not unless, not unless you're a qualified a dentist. dentist. That's right. Um, but I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. And like the kids obviously thought it was great because they were laughing because and they loved it. Been brought up by yeah. baseball players. This is this is not. This is not unnormal. No, I thought it was pretty funny. So it was right. nice to see something like that uh, online. Are we going to get, okay, let's, well, we're going to do, if we can, another one next week in, in advance of the baseball season. But I, I, do you think we get through this baseball season? I do. I do. I think that these leagues, I think especially basketball and baseball, they put so much money into this now. I mean, I think unless it unless it just got to the point where it was like, okay, everybody's sick, we we can't do this. But yeah, I, I just you know, especially in baseball where it's like, you know, it was like I said, it would suck if Yelich got it, but it's like, yeah, he broke his kneecap last year and they still made the playoffs. And as great as Mike Trout is, like if the Angels lose him, they're gonna what? Instead of win seventy two games, they're gonna win six. Like who? Baseball individual player doesn't mean so as much. Different. Yep. It's not like the NBA, where in the NBA, you lose LeBron, you lose Harden, you lose Giannis, you lose Kawhi. That's like season-altering ramifications. So I think baseball will get through it. I think it's going to be weird. I think there's could be situations where if a couple guys get sick, you're going to have some guys on the roster. You don't know who they are. Right. Um, but, yeah, I just think these leagues are they're waist-deep in it now. I think they got to go all the way in. Too far to go back. Yeah. And unless it's just. Unless it's just. Of unless epic it's to the point where it's like everybody is looking around going, what are you guys doing? Right. And I don't think they would put themselves in that situation Probably anyway. Not. So. Or you, you would hope not anyway. All right. Let's move to the NBA. We talked about the bubble being full in full effect. Teams got there Wednesday and Thursday. Not a surprise. The Orlando Magic, who had to travel about two miles to get there, were the first ones on the Disney campus. You've seen a lot of um, players so far going fishing, talking about gaming, uh Budenholzer said in order to decorate his room, he got his Peloton bike to make it seem more homely. I was like, really? That's what you pick? You can't, like, throw up a couple posters on the wall? Coaches are weird, man. Something like that. No, you want a piece of exercise equipment? Coaches are weird, dude. They're just a different breed. Okay. Um, Some boozing, all that stuff. And we talked about this, and, and this was actually one of the things that I was wondering about, but having been to Disney a year ago in May... I was a little bit surprised that they didn't handle the food part better because of... Well, there's been... See, there... And this is the problem when these idiots put this shit on social media. Misreporting. Every one of those meals was personally selected by each individual team's nutritionist. It had nothing to do with Disney or the NBA. That was done by every individual team. And what what one of the guys tweeted out was like... um, I don't know, it was like fruit yeah, and noodles and like veggies and stuff. And it's like, well, that's like your snack stuff. Like, that's not your meal. Because most of the other players that have been asked about it have been like, it's fine. Well, and then somebody tweeted after that, like, what they did, what that player didn't show was like five minutes later, 
a bunch of fish, a bunch right. of chicken, exactly. a bunch of other stuff showed yeah, up to go fine. with it. I mean, and I even saw John Morant come out, and he's like, "Yes, like <laughs> this is fine, man. Like I've." From where I came from, this is more than great. That's another know? guy. Yeah, I just, mean. Just grounded, everything's like we're here in a hotel and we're eating all of this food. It's I, fine. I have gotten a kick out of the um, the, the fishing and gaming and and drinking ben videos. Simmons I mean. Throwing the fish. And, well, Simmons, yeah, the Simmons got God. caught a little fish. He threw back. And then Tried. Paul, Paul George caught a monster. And he's a big-time fisherman anyway. And then somebody else I saw today caught a pretty big one. Um, but you saw J.J. Reddick shotgun and beers. Myers Leonard was shotgun and beers. Uh, I saw Brooke, Brooke and Robin Lopez just tooling around in an arcade, yep, which is, I mean, if they weren't in the arcade, I would be more concerned than if they were. So, I, you know, that stuff's kind of cool. I, Dante DiVincenzo, somebody asked him about the quarantine, and he's like, I got my gaming. I, he goes, I got my games. I got my snacks. I got hoops. I'm good. Like, whatever. That's all you need. I'm, it's I'm, like, but it's like, he, this is what he does at home anyway. He's twenty two. Like what what else he do lives these in Milwaukee guys do and during the regular in season? their apartments exactly. or condos? Like the married people, I get it. Right, I get it. If you got kids, I get it. But, but if like, you're single, John and Divincenzo is just a single dude in Milwaukee living in a high rise. Like he ain't doing shit anyway. He can't go out to a club, which no. you wouldn't have been able to do during this time anyway, for sure. So what's the problem? Now you're at the the happiest place on earth, as they call it. Well. We alluded to it earlier with some of these guys breaking quarantine. I mean, this is that is what Joel Embiid, for all of his faults, he said, I don't trust these guys. I don't trust the other players. Can't keep them from being idiots. Can't keep them from – it's just because there's idiots everywhere. I don't care what job it is. There's people that are shitty at their job, and there's dumb people in, their, in your job, and there's dumb people in the NBA. And some of them are probably on his team. And he knows them, you know, like LeBron, Embiid, Giannis. The stars are not going to do this. It's these. It's these tenth men. They're getting bored. Who are bored? They're not going to play anyway. Right. That are like fuck it. But we'll see. I, I. I mean, I was a little surprised that the NBA didn't just tell them to go home, but. They're allowing them to, to quarantine, like you said, for another 10 days. But but that's the thing, too. It's like, so what are you going to do? You tell them to go home because they sacrifice this. Then the team has to fly somebody in, and then they're going to have to quarantine anyway. Well, and it's so like what, if, a, if a guy doesn't really want to be there, now he knows, oh, well, all I got to do is do that, and they'll send me home. Well, so I don't know why you do that. If you opted in anyway, you could just opt out. Yeah, that, that, well, that, that doesn't make a lick of sense eh, peer anyway. Peer pressure, you know. I suppose. Well, you, you don't want to let your team don't down. Don't be viewed as that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bucks practice went on Saturday. They had their first one. Um, and uh, by all accounts, I mean, Budenholzer, I, I played some of his comments this morning, seem pretty grounded in the expectations and, and what they're planning to do and preparation and all that stuff. And it, it seems like they got a they got a good way of looking at things. Yeah, you know, if you follow the Bucks day to day like I do, this is kind of. I mean, if there was ever a team that was kind of built for something like this, I think it's the Bucks, honestly, because they're a pretty laid back team. They're an they're a veteran, mature team, and their star is just the most regular ass, grounded dude you could meet. He's not. You know, he's not a complainer. He's not Anson to do all these extracurricular things. He just wants to hoop. Um, so I think uh, 
I touched on it a little bit last episode. I think the Bucks are going to take this very slow. They haven't even done anything five on five yet. I think they've been there for almost a week now. Um, they really have twelve. I call. I'm going to call them preseason games when they get there. They've got the eight games in the regular season, and then the first round they're going to play either a Brooklyn team who, like, all their good guys are out. They're gone. They either are hurt or they got coronavirus and they're not coming. So Brooklyn's going to have a roster of guys you've never heard of. (laughs) So they're either going to play them, they're going to play Orlando, who isn't any good, or they're going to play a Washington Wizards team without Bradley Beal, who opted out, who's their best player and averages 30 points a game. So that series is going to be a walkover. I think you're going to see the first four or five games. You're not going to see much of the starters, I don't think. I, I just don't see a point. Those games really don't matter for the Bucks. Their magic number's like one and a half. So they're going to be the one seed, unless they lost every game and Toronto won every game, which isn't going to happen. So they're going to be the one seed, and they're going to use that, that 12 games to kind of get right, get, get in shape. Um, hope nobody gets injured, hope nobody gets sick. Then when you get to the second round, you're looking at uh, Miami, Indiana, or Philly most likely. And then obviously you're going to have to ramp it up because those teams are going to have had some some more serious games because they're going to be jockeying for a position and probably have a more difficult first-round series. So um, right now everything seems good. Um, everybody seems positive in the interviews that I've heard. Um a little bit of Bucks news came out today. Uh, well, the other day, Kyle Korver said he was going to wear BLM on his jersey for Black Lives Matter. Um, I guess Chris Middleton came out, and he's going to wear the same thing on his, and Giannis is going to wear equality on his. I don't know what you think about this, wearing that on the jersey, painting Black Lives Matter all over the floor. Um, I don't really care. It doesn't affect my... I enjoyment of the game, if, if that's what the players want to do and that's what the, I, the way they want to support and I, express themselves. Yeah, I think the things fine. on the jersey are kind of dumb. And I think the fact that LeBron James came out and said that he's not going to do it proves that it's kind of dumb. It's kind of an empty gesture. And I don't feel that the NBA really needs to do that anyway. It, it kind of seems like they're trying to pander to a... Whether it's I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a, a Twitter crowd or the players themselves. I'm not accusing which one, but it seems like they're trying to get some points with somebody because I don't think the general public cares. Not it, not and I'm when I say I don't care, not in a, I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm just like whatever. I whether it says honor to Kupo or equality on the back, I'm not even going to be able to really see that on TV anyway. So right. what difference does it make? Do you think it's maybe because some of the players have considered not going and some of them haven't because they are too focused in the in the social justice and social unrest movement that's going on right now? So this is kind of one of those things where, okay, well, we'll pay homage to what else is going on out there in light of some people being conflicted on being down here. So this is another way to kind of do both at the same time. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I guess, like, for for the guys that opted out because they wanted to focus on uh, the social justice stuff, that's fine. Well, what are you going to do? Like, are you just going to sit home and tweet? 
Ten protests to ten rallies. I, well, that's, but that, that, that's then I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear anybody talking about safety in the bubble. Then, mm-hmm. if you're going, if if these guys are going to opt out because of safety, but then they're going to go protest, well, what's safer? Being in an uncontrolled area in mm-hmm. the middle of a busy street, or being in a controlled bubble? So I don't know. I mean, look, teach his own. These guys are going to do what they want anyway. You can't tell them nothing. Um, and I understand that. A lot of these guys are passionate about what they're talking about, but um, you can do both. Oh, for sure. And I think playing the games, if you're truly passionate about that, um, you're going to be interviewed after these games. There's your platform to talk about whatever you want. I just don't know that a BLM on the back of a jersey. I don't know who what that who that does anything for. I will, but be... I don't, but I'm not I'm not against it. But I just don't really care. I'll be surprised if. Those post-game interviews, like you said, and you use that platform similarly to what actors do after they win an Oscar, you know, kind of thing. And I'm, I'll, I'll just be wondering how, and and I'll, I'll be watching and and reading about how that is going to be received and or tolerated before they will just somebody will say, okay, well, we're we're going to get away with that because, as you had mentioned, this is one thing that we're seeing now where politics is really going hand-in-hand hand with sports, and they, they're they kind of intertwined, especially the NBA mm-hmm. uh, now. I, I, I'm not seeing it as much anywhere else, um, the NFL or, or Major League Baseball, but you get glimpses of it. You know, you get your issues here and there where, where people start to bring things up, but no more is it in sports than in the NBA. Oh, 100% right, and... Cowherd had a nice monologue about that today where he said he talked to somebody that works in the league and there's a concern of some executives in the NBA that um, they're starting to piss off a little bit of their fan base with some of this activism. Um, and like like Cowherd said, you know, they the NBA collectively feels like being anti-Trump, which let's just be honest, they are players, coaches, they're anti-Trump. They feel like they're on the right side of history with that. Whether they are or whether they're not remains to be seen, but that's what they're feeling. Um, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski, the ESPN insider, got in some trouble this week because a senator from Missouri had sent something out to the NBA basically saying, if you're going to let these guys put activism things on their jersey, well, then it has to be everything. It can't just be about Black Lives Matter. Can't well, They need to be able to put support the troops. They need to be able to put free Hong Kong. They need to be able to put whatever they want on there because you really shouldn't be just selectively choosing what's important and what's not. And that's kind of goes back to the beginning of the season when Daryl Morey got in trouble for his free Hong Kong comments. Mm-hmm. And the NBA basically... Bowed down to China, more or less, because they want that money. Oh, yeah. And got his wiener stepped on. It, yeah, for sure. And I mean, this is uh, NBA ratings are were down over ten percent this year, and I don't know. You know, there's nothing that's going to tell you exactly why. No, but, but I I'm, think that's got to be a factor. You you can't say that that is not one of the reasons, for sure. or at least a contributing it, factor. It might be only two percent. Right. It might be twenty percent. I don't put know. It in there. But it's in there. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, look, I I am a diehard basketball fan. I love the NBA. 
College basketball is not what it used to be, so I don't watch it as much. I've ended up gravitating almost exclusively to the NBA. And as a 40-year-old white guy, when all these dudes that I like to cheer for are constantly telling me that I'm this bad dude, like, kind of sucks, you know? So I understand why people have been turned off of it. I mean, I've read a lot of stuff. I've read some columns of people that say they're done with the league. I think that's a little much. I think that's a little silly. This stuff usually goes in cycles. Um, Right now, we're in a cycle in this country where people are very vocal about whatever the hell they want to be. There's volatility everywhere. So, you know. As you just pointed out at the beginning of the podcast. And (laughs) and it's just like whoever has the loudest voice kind of gets to squeak the loudest right now. And um, or has the biggest platform, farthest reach. Yeah, I think the NBA, you know, Wojnowski got suspended yep. by ESPN for writing fuck you back yeah. to the... Uh, I was like, whoa! The, the senator from Missouri. Um, and then the NBA, then a bunch of NBA players came out with a hashtag free Woj, which is like, you guys are completely missing the point here. You know, like, well, number one, he's not in prison. He got suspended for telling a U.S. senator to fuck off in a company email. You can tell him to fuck off in a personal email, but you can't do that in a company email. Correct. There's a big difference, and you guys have never worked in your life for for a company, so you you wouldn't know that because basketball players aren't sending emails. Um, <laughs> but it's a valid point. We've talked about it before. Where's the line with this stuff when you mm-hmm. when you when you open up this box? It's fine if you're going to do it, but if if some guy's grandpa was a World War II hero and he wants to put support the troops on his jersey, are you going to tell him no as the NBA? They haven't said they're going to tell him no, but that wasn't on the approved list of oh, I haven't seen things the list. that they could put on there. No. And that's one of the things that a lot of the NBA players have been complaining about was the list. Um, they they weren't they didn't want to allow victims names like some of the like they weren't going to allow you to have George Floyd right, on your yeah. jersey they just thought because I think that's a little disrespectful frankly I mean I think it's probably done with the right motive but it could come off as a little bit morbid so they didn't allow that and some players complained about what they did and didn't allow but you're never going to please everybody and even the NBA with whatever you know if you're anti-Trump if you're pro you're going to piss off a certain segment of the population that's just inevitable but you know they've kind of they've kind of planted their flag on one side here and it'll be interesting to see what the long-term repercussions are because there's still a lot of friction with them in China over what happened in in October so you know who who are you going to try to appease the the home team or the road team i don't know well, let's get to some more pissing off of people, and that's uh, apparently Kenny Smith came out <laughs> yeah. came out with some rankings, and LeBron did not get as high as a lot of his, uh, as you termed them, groupies, yeah. thought he should get, and that has now incited um, quite a vocal faction to say that Kenny Smith. Well, Kenny ranked him tenth. Which where he sh- oh. where should he be according to them? One one. Most most Le- LeBron fans think one. I think anywhere in the top five. That's what is I was understandable. Guess okay. Um, but it did. It got it. It was funny because I watched a couple of the, you know, I watched like the first take segment and I watched mm. the first thing first segment when they talked about it. And it's just so funny how like these these 
former athletes and especially the younger ones, like the guys that are in their 30s that have just retired, and then the younger broadcasters, they they are just fully all in on LeBron. And one of the arguments always kind of comes back to, like, bigger, faster, stronger, more longevity, all of that, which is basically, like, medical stuff. Well, you had tweeted about that, was it over the weekend or, or late last week, and I thought you made a, a very compelling argument is that the people that recognize these people now only know these athletes because they've watched them, but yet the next generation will see them doing different things, and therefore they will value those specific things more than the generation previously. So when you say, well, that's the best, well, you're basically just saying they're the best right now. You have no point of view across the whole timeline. In 2050, there will be a player that's going to rival everything that Jordan, Jabbar, Magic, LeBron did, and the argument in 2050 is going to be bigger, faster, stronger, more endurance, more durable, whatever. Well, yeah. I don't think anybody, you can't really argue that, but that's like just medical advancements in life, like, I don't know that that makes a guy better than somebody. Like, it's kind of like the whole Brady thing. It's like, you can't really compare Brady to, like, Bart Starr. No. You just can't. And and just for the same reason you can't compare LeBron James to Oscar Robertson. It's like, well, Oscar Robertson, like, they went to the game on a bus. Like, LeBron flies in a Learjet. Yeah. Like, Oscar Robertson had to stay at a different hotel than the white guys. Like, LeBron stays in the biggest suite in the hotel. Like, it's just not equitable. LeBron sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric chambers didn't even exist when Michael Jordan played. You know, if Magic Johnson got HIV today, he would never have retired. He wouldn't retire. He'd be playing. Right. But in 1991, when he was 31 years old, everybody thought he was going to die in six months. He had to retire. They thought if he played basketball, he was going to infect everybody. So... You, it's like this whole right now, It's we're going through it a little bit with Mahomes. Everybody right now, Kyle, I've heard Cowherd and I've heard other talking heads say, he's the most talented quarterback of all time. Well, wasn't Rodgers like six months ago? Wasn't everybody telling me that Rodgers was like all of a sudden Mahomes went to Super Bowl and now he's just the greatest talented quarterback ever? Short, he might be, but you, like you can't say that right now, right? Right at this moment, there there just seems to be a rush to call something, make the call, stand by the call, and really just not have any frame of reference to what's gone on in the past. Right? Whether it's comparing, like you said, comparing the type of game, comparing the type of system, what type of player were you? What type of player was he? You you can't make those comparisons until you define what those categories are that the boxes need to check to be the best player ever. The great I'm I'm I've been sick of that argument or that discussion. The goat talk. Oh my god! It well, drives I me mean, nuts. For the people that just say it's better now because it's now. Well, then I you don't. Then you you can't have a goat argument with them. No, because. There is really no argument. It's just that they, they newer don't. newer is better. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, but, because, you know, I, I wrote down here video game equivalency. I was going to use an example. But as I sit here, 
it kind of goes back to the conversation we had a couple weeks ago about AM FM radio. You guys have switched over to having an FM station a couple of years ago, and you say when you get in your car, you've never changed it off the FM stadio, or station. I've never changed it off of AM. Mm-hmm. And FM is clearer. The, it sounds better. You can get you, it. You can get it everywhere. Yep. Yep. There's a hundred advantages to FM, but I like AM better. And it's like FM is newer. It's got all those things. I don't know that it's better. It's it's different. I guess it's better in in a way, but like to me, not really. But here's the thing that is so different about this. You and I had that conversation, and we walked away with you liking what you like, right? And me liking what I like, yeah. and neither of us said one is better or be- better than the other. Well, it, no, I mean, I think mine's better, and you think yours is better, but like I will listen to either one, right? I, if, it's just that I'm used to this. If I run out of range. I'll take it. I'll take the other one because it it goes a little farther. But if I want to listen, that's what I have to deal with, and it's fine. I'm not. I'm not be like, well, this is terrible. I'm not but, going there. Like if your daughter was playing the newest Mario on Nintendo Switch, and she turned to you and said, "This is the greatest Mario game of all time." You know what I'd tell it's you? Like, you have well, no idea. Yeah, what you're exactly. About. It's like no Mario Three is, and you wouldn't know that because it came out when we were like eight. So like you can, and again, it's like. On the new Mario, the graphics are better. The gameplay is better. The sound's better. Pro- probably the story's better. It ain't Mario 3, though. But it's not. And it's it's it, it, it kind of reminds me of the kids in Back to the Future 2 when he you know, yeah. he dominates Wild Gunman, and they're looking at him like, what the hell is... You have is- to use your hands? That's a baby game. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Like, if I went out and I played now, my kids, for... God bless them when they watch me play video games on my laptop or on the Wii and I roll out Punch-Out, they want to play. They don't right now know a single thing about graphics right, or about anything. Right. They just know that this guy's using his hands to punch that guy in the face, right. and I want to play that. If down the line they get their own video game system and or, or they're playing some sort of app or whatever, and they're like, this is the greatest thing ever, I'm like, you know those video games that Dad used to play when you used to watch me 10 years ago? Those were the greatest. Yeah, those are actually the greatest. Right. But yeah. you can't have that conversation because I've never played any of their games, nor do I want to right. because I'm rooted in what I like. I have no frame of reference for her. She is, has no frame of reference for mine. And, and you know what? She can think that. I can think that. And we're it's fine. The world's not going to end. But this just just to wrap this up with the Kenny Smith sure. thing, it, it really, you have to have criteria. You have to have context. And really, what does it boil down to? Is it greatest or is it most accomplished? Because those are two completely different things. Absolutely. And it is why I say Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback. He's the most accomplished. He's not better than Rodgers. He's not better than Favre. He's not better than Peyton Manning. I don't think he's better than Mahomes, what Mahomes is going to be. I don't know that he was better than Elway, Montana, or Marino. He's got more accomplishments but I don't know that there was ever one year going into the season in his entire career when anybody would have said Tom Brady is the best player in the league. Eli Manning has more accomplishments than all those guys. Yes. Is he better? No. That that ends the argument yeah. for me. Like, you could use Brady and prop him up with all the Super Bowls. Well, Eli Manning has more than all those guys. And it works the other way. Michael Jordan's not better than LeBron just because he has six rings. That's part of it, right. but that's not 
the reason. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, I didn't even know this basketball tournament thing was going on, but apparently Marquette is doing well in this. What Second year in a row, they're in the title game. Give me some background on this. How long has this tournament been going on? I think this is the fifth year. Okay. Um, I believe they're doing it in Ohio. I want to, maybe Columbus, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but, but they did the bubble thing. Um, I think they had 32, or no, they had 24 teams. Okay. They did a bubble thing. As soon as you lost... You were gone. They, you left. You went home. There were no fans, of course. Like the challenge on MTV. Um, and they did have one team that basically had to forfeit because they had a bunch of guys get sick. There was one team. But happens. Um, other than that, it's gone off without a hitch. It's been really good. It's it's a really fun tournament to watch. Um, there was a game the other day, first round game. It was uh, Ethan Hat versus Diamond Stone. Oh, okay. That's, that, that was a, right. that was yes. a fun one okay. to watch. Um, Trayvon Hughes playing on a team. Um, Marquette has had an alumni team for the last, well, pretty much all five years. And uh, they've gotten, they've advanced farther every year. Last year they got to the title game and lost. This year they're in it again, which I think they're going to win. Um, you know but they play? Uh, it, they play a team called Sideline Cancer. Um, it's uh, their best player was a kid that I played at one of the Michigan schools. He averaged like thirty a game in in college one okay. year. He's a, he's a little like a little water bug point guard, <laughs> uh, but you know Marquette's got um, Dwight Bikes, Maurice Acker, Jamil Wilson, Travis Diener, Andrew Rousey. Um, so That's a lot of guys names. that played there, and then they've got a couple other guys that didn't go to Marquette but are actually from Milwaukee. Um, Elgin Cook went to Oregon, but he went to high school, I believe, at. Uh, Oh shit! What's the one that uh, Looney went to? Mm. Um, but he, uh, anyway. he, I can't remember which one okay. it was. But um, it's pretty fun. The games are really good. Um, I watched Marquette last night in the semifinal play their game, and then the game after that, sideline cancer beat overseas elite, which had won a couple of titles, and they had they had Joe Johnson on their team, uh, six time NBA All Star, and like fifty thousand point. Or not fifty thousand, but top fifty point scorer of all time in the NBA, Joe Johnson. Monster contract, Joe yeah, one hundred ninety nine million dollar yeah. career earning. Joe Johnson played in this league, and like the night before, he gave somebody like thirty five points. And I mean, he it was it was cool, but like um, they had Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul on uh, during the Marquette game, and those guys were both saying like this could be a this could be a thing for. Recently retired guys who maybe don't feel they're quite done. For sure. And then all these other guys, these kids, like, you know, like a kid like Hap or Stone, like they're playing professionally, but not in this country. Mm-hmm. You come back to this country and you play well, and it's like, oh, might get noticed. Maybe I give you so a, maybe I bring you to camp overseas, next year. Yeah. Give you a shot. You sure. never know. So it's a pretty cool thing. Right. And um, if you're a college basketball fan, especially, uh, it's a fun thing. I'm a little surprised the Badgers haven't tried to do a little bit more. With that, I believe they tried to do something last year, but um, nothing this year. So, okay. All right, we're, we're about 10 minutes away from an hour in. We're going to uh, touch on some NFL and college football stuff and then drop our top five lists. We'll move to the NFL in the last two weeks since we have talked. Pat Mahomes got a monster contract, and I don't really understand 
the backlash. <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, only in the NFL would would a bunch of people complain when a dude signs for four fifty. What what is there to complain about? Again, the only thing, and I mentioned this on the radio, the only thing that concerns me, and, and you and I were texting about it, is that what is this going to do to the team's salary cap? And I looked at his cap hit over the course of of what, and it's going to go up. The salary cap generally goes up almost every year by a, an incremental amount. Um, I don't. Has it gone? Down before? I don't know, but they're talking it might next year. Okay. Because of everything going on. Sure. If it stays right about where it is, and it's not going to, but it's not going to go up so much where it's going to make a whole lot of difference, Mahomes is basically going to count about a fifth of their cap. Mm -hmm. One fifth, one guy. I'll be interested to see from a non-Chiefs fan. I don't wish them, obviously, any ill. No problem. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. I like Mahomes. You're right. You can do what you want with your money. But I will be interested to see what you've now done to this guy Mm -hmm. on whether you can put a good supporting cast or draft guys that you don't have to pay a whole lot that can step in and and help right away. Mm -hmm. Because that's a lot of money to commit and and really um, commit your salary cap to over the next however many years. Ten. Well, you've got a lot. I mean, he signed for ten. Signed for ten. But yeah, obviously, you've got a lot of guys that are, that are saying a lot of business people that are saying there's no way he's going to last that that long with that contract. Well, then what are you crying about? If he re, if he can renegotiate him, let him renegotiate. Or I don't understand. I heard so many ex players bitching about this for what? Because they're like he was they're they're pissed off at him because he was supposed to set the market. That's the argument. Okay, and he he was supposed to be the fifty million dollar a year guy. Okay, which then would drag. Dak Prescott's contract up, which would then so drag somebody else. Right. He said, they said he gave a team-friendly deal in this. Okay. But it's like, okay, but he likes Kansas City. Likes his coach. Likes his team. I think his girlfriend likes it there. Uh, he just won an MVP in a Super Bowl there. He's like the greatest sports figure in a great sports state. Um, I don't understand. What's the problem? Yeah. It's kind of like the Giannis thing. Like what's the what's the problem here? They like it here. Did anybody? Yell, you don't like that they like it. Did here? Did anybody yell at Yelich? No. Le- leaving money on the table. That, 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 well, that I it, think it pissed some people off. I'm but, sure it probably pissed some guys in the union. Like guys, we're trying to get bump bump things sure, up. Sure, but I'm not, not, not I'm not gonna fuck my stuff up for for no your maybe no I'm not gonna do that. I'm really curious to see how this affects Dak. This affects Dak. And and you you had forwarded a, a clip of. Um, Cowherd, which I actually found very entertaining for some reason. Um, but, I mean, he brought up a good point. The one talking about the quarterbacks? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't commit enough money to the most valuable position in the league right now, the guys that's going to win you games. Yeah. Now, my question is, if that guy was supposed to set the market and Dak's looking to get X amount of dollars, which is more than what they gave Mahomes, is Dak worth that much because that kind of puts the Cowboys that kind of gives them a little bit of leverage but at the same time like I mentioned if they don't give it to him somebody's gonna probably so what are you are you gonna be forced to pay him yeah I don't know I mean I I I guess going back to the salary cap thing if you're the Chiefs like would you rather I mean what's what are you gonna do what's your option would you rather would you want to pay Mahomes 45 and worry about your cap later or would you rather pay Cousins thirty four for sure? You know what I mean. Like, to- totally agree. Pat Mahomes is worth eleven more million dollars. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, people on the side that like, oh my god, I can't believe that money. Like, you can't overpay stars. 
Like, if the Packers wanted to pay Aaron Rodgers $100 million a season, that'd be a lot, but you can't really overpay him because without him, you're just this shitty team up north that nobody, no free agents want to go to. Same thing with the Bucks. If they could pay Giannis $100 million a season, that's a, that'd be a bargain because when Giannis, if Giannis leaves in two years, who's going to want to come here? Who the hell's going to go watch Bledsoe and DiVincenzo? Mm-hmm. So... You, you can't overpay these guys, and in football, obviously, with the quarterback. I mean, you, Mahomes is, what, 24? You could have this guy in your team for 15 years. League MVP, Super Bowl. First guy to do that under the age of 25. To he's Dan Marino. To do both. He's, I was thinking about the other day, the way his career has began. He's kind of Dan Marino with a title. Where, like, he came in and everybody's like, holy shit. And he's breaking all these records, and he's winning an MVP, and he gets to the Super Bowl right away, and he won, and Marino lost. Um, I think Pat Mahomes has got a chance to break everything if he can stay healthy, of course. But mm-hmm. all right, we'll see. It sounds like he's going to be a chief for a long time. The first time I saw the, the... oh, did you see his bear comment? No. By the way, he Mahomes. Ba- yeah, he basically said, "Thank God the Bears didn't pick me," because there was a lot of chatter. He said that the Bears were interested in leading him. up. And uh, he's like, because just the way everything worked out, it wasn't, it wasn't as much of a God, the Bears suck. Right. It was more of a like, hey, the, this is, look how everything worked out. Right. But the way I read it was, yeah, the Bears suck. That's how I read it. That's how well, I took it. And, and fans, Packers fans, everybody. And he's not wrong. Everybody jumped on like, and, and just think, they traded up for Trubisky over the, you know, and it's just like, okay, the first time I saw that, like, yeah, okay, haha, we know. But then it just got, I mean, Twitter was just flooded. Yeah. And and that was one of those things where, okay, we get it. Got it. Yeah. We can move on. I haven't followed this Deshaun Jackson thing at all. Normal, just because I don't, this is the yeah. stuff that, that makes me uncomfortable because there are people that can say things and do things where it's like, what, what 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 are you doing? That's why I hate social, social media. media. That's right. I just so it's like I I purposely haven't gone into this. If you've been following it, have at it. Well, basically, he tweeted uh, a fake Hitler quote. Oh, it's a fake. I think. Okay. Um, You're the history guy on the show. Yeah, but I don't know every Hitler okay. quote. Thankfully. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently it was something obviously anti anti Semitic against the Jews, something about the Jews owning everything and having all the money, the typical thing that people that don't like Jewish people would say. Um, Obviously, he took a lot of shit, came out and apologized, which people do now when they screw up what they say. Steven Jackson came out, who had been very, very involved in the Black Lives Matter movement because George Floyd was his close friend. Steven Jackson came out, doubled down on what Deshaun Jackson said. Then came out and said that his comments were misconstrued and that people were only hearing what they wanted to hear. And then Malcolm Jenkins came out, who has also been very active with the Black Lives Matter movement in the NFL and was involved with the whole black player coalition thing a couple years ago where the NFL gave him like 80 million bucks. He basically came out and said, "Ah, don't let this stuff distract you. Stick to what matters. And that's black people. And he took some grief for that. So not a good week for these guys online. Maybe take a break. Um, but, yeah, this is the kind of crap in athletes where it's like – or in, in sports where I just don't care. I mean, a lot of people have said, where's the athlete outrage over this? Where, like, if somebody had tweeted 
something racist, it would have been a debacle. And because it's Jewish people, it's not. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. We're not Jewish. I don't know. I mean, I know people it's, think I am. I know it's bad. Anytime you invoke Hitler, it's oh just, my, like it's it's one of the no-no. worst things you can right exactly. You know, probably shouldn't do that. No, you know, but. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you 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 bring up a good point about athlete outrage. It seems very selective about about what they will band like, together. Like Julian Edelman, who is Jewish, came out and said he'd like to talk to Deshaun Jackson and quote unquote educate him, which probably means go to a party and pick up chicks because that's what Edelman does. <clears throat> what did he do? He like got drunk on a, or he passed out on a, on a hood of a car that's or something right. like that. Um, but yeah, the, it's very selective in the outrage. It's usually kind of pointed in one direction. Is it because? Athletes are – it's such a select club that they're very – they're very wary about what they go in on and who they go in on it for. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they don't know whether they're going to alienate, you know, but, be, well, because they, they got to work amongst these guys. they got to be teammates at the end of the day. They don't know who they're going to wind up being teammates with. Well, and the problem is, is that, unfortunately, most of these guys don't practice what they preach. You know, a, the, a, a black athlete would be the first to tell a white person who was critical of any of their social activism or anything like that, that you don't know what you're talking about. You've never been in my shoes. You didn't grow up the way I grew up. But it seems like they, the black athlete didn't want to put themselves in the position of a Jewish person in this moment. Right. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. It's, Deshaun Jackson's been fined. Um He'll go, I think I read today, he's accepted an invitation to Auschwitz. Auschwitz. That's right. I don't know what going to a 80-year-old concentration camp is going to do to change his mind on whether or not all the Jews have the money in America. I don't know how that's a correlation. Right. It's all PR, but whatever. News came out this morning, which was kind of coming uh, last week and then into the weekend, that the Washington... Do you care at all? No. Sorry, Finish what you're. No, say. that's okay. That's that. Just that the Redskins are going to change their name, and it doesn't matter to me whether you're a Cleveland Indians fan, a Fighting Illini fan, an Atlanta Braves fan, a Chicago Blackhawks fan, um, Marquette Warriors fan. What? How? What? The 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 was it the North Carolina Whitewater Warhawk Fighting Sioux dropped their name and now they're something else or something like that. It's. That's one of those issues where if Native Americans have an issue with that, that's their beef. I don't have to like it because I might think it's derogatory. I think the timing of this thing and the reason that it's being done is very telling because you've got different sides of the reporting on the fact that a Native American apparently designed this logo back in 71. Correct. I think something like that. And that should matter. It should matter. Because if all Native Americans were very were very upset about this, then that wouldn't have gotten done, I would think. But yet you've had a faction of them saying, We're really offended by this. You've got another faction saying, We don't really care. So you you, you don't have a unanimous voice on either side. It's like it's like the troops who are who are saying the, about the respect the flag don't kneel well yeah i'm a former you know whatever and i fought for your right to do That's this let everybody this doesn't bother me anytime anybody talks about kaepernick and the flag they always go to that one marine who sold them to kneel and it's like well that's fine but that one marine doesn't speak for the whole country and that's why there's no 
there's no unanimous voices coming. Right. Like some people have a problem, some people don't. Right. Except when you get business involved, and it's better for a business to distance themselves to the thing and the hot topic that is dragging you down right now. We that's can't, what happened. We can't be a part of this. We're going to withdraw our money. Mm-hmm. You change that or we're gone. Well, you didn't listen to the faction, however, majority, minority, whatever, of Native Americans that have said, we don't like this. You you ignored them pretty much in, up until now until your big sponsor said, you're going to do this or we're bailing. You ain't getting our money. Well, then, holy fuck, we better do it then right away. And I love, I love the fact, and it was pointed out today, that they said, okay, this, I mean, Amazon, Nike, everybody pulled the clothing with the logo. So they made the announcement this morning. They put it on company letterhead with the logo on it, huh. saying we're not going to do this anymore. Well, they- and, and that's fine. Do it, don't do it. It makes no difference to me. The Redskins don't matter to me as as an organization. Yeah, I'm pretty, I feel the same way in terms of that that organization. I don't care. Um, it was a great. It's it is a great logo, uh, especially now knowing that it was designed by a Native American makes it even a little cooler. Um, the timing, like you said, is very obvious. They they got corporate pressure from sponsors. They said they're going to keep the burgundy in the gold color. I think they should change their colors to white and green because the reason why all this is happening is because of money and white guilt. Um, there's, I mean, because. Where are the Native American groups screaming for this? They're not. Um, they're not screaming for the Florida State Seminoles to change anything. I saw the Braves came out and said they're not changing their name, but they may look at the chop. Get rid of the chop. Okay, Fighting Illini whatever. Don't have Chief Alinawick anymore. Right. You know that's that's one thing. Like I, I get it. You know, like you know, I who who am, who are we to tell a Native nope. American person what they can and can't be offended by? But I'm just saying. Where are all the Native Americans who are allegedly so offended by this? We're not, we're not hearing, hearing from them. We're, we're not hearing their voices. Right. To me, the way, from what I know and from what I was taught, the name Redskin, derogatory. You want to change it? Fine. You want to leave the logo? You can't have a you know a red Indian and not have a red skin. Okay, fine, whatever. Well, but, it's yeah. I mean, it's derogatory. I guess. But who the hell uses the word redskin other than when talking about a football team? Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. So people use Indian, and I and unless you're going to be the Cleveland American Indians, that's apparently wrong too. You know, it's you, it's, it's, it's it's more geographically right. wrong than it is exactly. anything because we're not India. That's exactly I mean, right. And, you know, and and you know, you've got the Warriors, they, and they you, changed their they got rid of Chief Wahoo. You've got, I should have went out and bought one of those hats. It's a great. Hat. It's a great hat. You've got Blackhawks, you've got, like you said, Seminoles. You've got all these tribal things that, to me, from what I was growing up, I don't know how that's insulting. Well, I think I had read something or heard something recently that the Seminole Nation in Florida is very, very proud of the fact that Florida State uses the Seminole and has the guy in the garb that throws the spear in the center. And I, and I think they've worked together to make sure that it's not not done in an offensive way, and there's respect shown. Like, look, if they want to change the name, like we said, I don't give a shit. I'm not a Redskin fan. I don't. I haven't paid. A, I haven't watched a Redskin game other than if they played the Bears or the Packers, and since probably they beat the Bills in the Super Bowl in the early '90s, I don't care. And Daniel Snyder is a buffoon, so I hope his teams always suck. <laughs> but it's just like 
more of this stuff in sports. Yep, Just right. play yep. some games. Uh, more bitching and whining. Richard Sherman doesn't like the jersey swap rules, which the NFL came out with a set of protocols and said. What wouldn't he complain about? I don't know. I, this, 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 I was going to tweet about this because that's what I do when I think of these things. You know what label we need more to describe people that have opinions like this? A boob. Yeah. R- Richard Sherman, to me, is a boob. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things where I don't care. Be upset. Whatever. The NFL is apparently doing this to try and keep you safe. If you don't like it, that tough shit. Don't play. Don't care. It's similar to something I saw on PTI tonight. They're apparently working on a face shield. Oh yeah, for that, the mask that that came out last week, and but I saw that, and I was like, JJ Watt came out and said that he doesn't think he would play with that. Then don't. And like Wilbon said, then don't. But don't ever fucking whine about player safety again. No. Because they're doing this for player safety. Well, they're doing it for you, money, yeah, but, but if they're you, trying to keep but if you they didn't safe. Do, if they didn't do anything, you'd whine because yes. they're not doing anything. And then when they do it, you whine because like it's it. too restrictive. That's right. Shut up. All right. Uh, we're past an hour. We haven't even done our top five yet. Conf- college football. Big Ten came out last week. Conference only. Sucks. They've eliminated a couple of different games. The big one, in my mind, Notre Dame-Wisconsin. It's going to be at Lambeau. Which Kyle Hurd came out and said Notre Dame would have won that game. So don't even worry about it. Which I thought to myself, why? When, 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 when have they been good? Why Why would they just win that game? When was the last time you, you watched? <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. Well, they're just like, what, 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 is Notre Dame good? When? I don't know. 88? They always go to a decent bowl game or, or the college football semifinals, and they get murdered. They get pooped on. Um, but apparently the Pac-12 has now followed suit, so they need to find... They might add an additional conference game. We don't know. College football is doing these things. They're putting Band-Aids on, and sooner or later, the wound is just going to rip open, and we're not going to be able to stop it. We're not going to have college football. Do you think this is going to change scheduling going forward? Because... As in what, well, you, I mean, you some, keep it regional? These, yeah, some of these games, some of these non-conference games are scheduled 10 years out in advance. Oh, yeah. So there's, you could always back out of a few of those. But, like, you know, do some of these conferences in the next couple of years look around and go, look at, look at all the money we spend on travel. Like, if, if Notre Dame goes to play USC, that's a long way to go. And then you got to put up, what, 80 kids plus your coaching staff in hotels for... Two days. Ohio State was supposed, was supposed to play Oregon. Yeah, I mean that's like, a travel. And I understand like those kind of programs like that they, they can, can afford, afford it. it. But like when Bowling Green comes to Wisconsin, that's the thing. Is that really? I mean, I know they get paid for it. Yeah, but does that really make a lot of sense anymore? Do we really need those games? It does for that athletic department. For Wisconsin, it doesn't matter because we had this discussion in the office. You know who this schedule really hurts? Team like Southern Illinois. Yeah. They're going to come to Camp Randall, and they're going to get their brains beat in. But they're going to get paid. But they're going to get paid over a million dollars to get their brains beat in, and that's going to be a big chunk of cash for that size of an athletic department. Right. That's going to hurt them more than it is the Badgers. And it falls, and it, it, it will become, is it the responsibility of the Power Five Right to keep the other conferences yeah, that's right. afloat. Yep. Because we've are, I saw the other day Stanford cut 10 sports. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's what, going to start. You're going to start seeing that around the country. Did you read the sports that they cut? Yes, but still, they're oh, they're 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 non revenue uh, sports. They're, they're usually individual type sports. But as those get cut, you're also going to have to factor in. We're going to cut women's volleyball. We got to cut a men's sport. Oh yeah. Because oh, you yeah. gotta remember Title IX. Can't can't be So it's gonna get very hairy for some of these universities, especially these mid may you know, like Mac football is a pretty popular thing that people that like college football watch. But can Akron afford to not have football? Probably not. Can they afford to just play Central Michigan and Ohio and if you only care about winning your conference and you're satisfied going to an SEC school, a Pac-12 school, and a Big Ten school and getting murdered because it boosts up your athletic department, can you, like you said, can you just rely on your conference revenue? Can you rely on that on that conference TV deal? I assume they have one in that in that section of wherever sure. they, they they watch games. Can you just rely on that, or are you relying on the Alabamas and whoever else? To pay you big money to come get your brains beat in. Because, I mean, for the bigger conferences, I think it's great. Oh, for sure it because is. Because now in the Big Ten, you can play everybody. Now you actually have a conference champion. Right. Not some, well, they won their division, and well, then they, they won their them. division, but they didn't, they didn't play, play them. them. They and, didn't play them. Yeah. It's how, like, are, how are they the champ? Both of them were undefeated. They didn't even play each this other. This is kind of a throwback to the old, old school way. For sure. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if it's a... Temporary thing, or that's, if it could be something that these schools look at and that's go. A, that's a good question. God, we're spending a lot of money on that. That's a good question. All right. That is all we have uh, for the rundown for today. We, we're going to get to our assignment. We're, we're a little bit late. Um, our assignment, by way of Dan, was to come up with the biggest draft pick busts in our lifetime of the Packers, me, and the Bears, Dan. So the Mahomes comments is what spurred this for me. Okay. Because I thought, is that the worst pick in Bear history? And then I was like, God, that'd be kind of interesting to go back and research. So, yeah, I threw it out to you. and It was fairly easy for me to look at some of these guys. And, Did and you have more than five? I have honorable mentions. So do I. Okay. Um, but there, and, and there's a couple tweeners that would probably fit in, this, in the fifth, sixth, and you could probably go either one. But there's a couple of guys where you're like, yee. And I narrowed it down to first and second pick because really those are the ones you, that you really probably count on. The, the The first round pick is somebody of the future or an immediate starter that you you're you're counting on. This is our surefire guy. We can't have him fail. Mm-hmm. Second rounder, okay, it's going to take him a couple of years. Or if it's a really big position of need, or it's a stud that maybe fell for whatever reason, and all of a sudden he lights it up in training camp and he's a starter. Holy shit, that's great. But he's probably grouped in there. You need a first or so. So I narrowed my field to first or second rounders because after that, it's a crapshoot okay. to me. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I, th- I hope your number one is my number one Packer one because I have one. I mean, in our lifetime, I don't know how you don't have Tony Mandridge. Right. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. It's all the way back from 89, first round pick, passed over a couple of guys to get him. Um, Barry Sanders, yep. Deion Sanders, Derek Thomas. Yes. Those were the three. And he flamed out miserably. I mean, he's he's a, a 30 for 30 episode, Sports Illustrated cover store. I mean, whatever you want to say about that guy, he has been labeled as one of the biggest busts, not only in Packers history, NFL history. Mm-hmm. Surefire guy can't miss. What happened? Well, steroids do that to you. Yeah. So, um, 
Next one, and these are in no particular order. Next one has got to be Justin Harrell, first-round pick, uh, defensive lineman, Tennessee, 2007. Injury history. Ted Thompson drafted him. What happened? He got injured. Mm -hmm. Didn't play. Sucked when he did. Flamed out. Done. Jamal Reynolds, defensive end, Florida State, 2001. I I remember that, yeah. For for first-round pick. Sucked. Couldn't even get on the field. Um, Here's one like you and I had talked about about an injury, but I think they were just counting on him so much, and it's just bad luck. But then he healed, and he got back in, and he still couldn't pull it together. 2011, Derek Sherrod. Ah, lineman. Offensive tackle. Yeah. They were, they, or maybe he was a guard. They were counting on him to get in, broke his leg in training camp, never recovered enough. They gave him a couple of years, couldn't pull it together. Just couldn't. Um, and here's my, I think, have I gone through four yet, or is that three? That was four. Yeah. Four. You could probably, to me, interchange these guys. 2004, Ahmad Carroll, cornerback. Oh, my God, I remember that little first, munchkin. First-round pick. He was a little shrimp, too. 1996, John Michaels, tackle, first-round yeah. Notre Dame. Flamed out badly. Um, honorable mentions, 92, Terrell Buckley. That Corner, would have been in my – that was a top-fiver for me. Yeah. You, passed, you took him over Troy Vincent, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's like when the Bucks took Sean Respert over Michael Finley. It's like, just take the local guy, man. Right. Um, and then more recently, second-round pick, D-tackle out of Michigan State 2012, Jarrell Worthy. When it has in the bio, takes plays off, <laughs> that guy exerted the least amount of effort out of any Packer that I've seen on the field ever. <laughs> and 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 he, he just didn't last. Uh, 2013, first-round pick, Dayton Jones. Just couldn't pull it together. Mm-hmm. That They tried. And then there was a pair... In 2015, first and second round, Demarius Randall never kind of found his niche. D-back, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, And then Quentin Rollins in the second pick, another D-back. Both of those guys were labeled as athletes. They played multiple positions, and Ted Thompson was going to be a genius because he'd find somewhere to maximize their talent. They never fit in anywhere, and they never maximize their talent. Mm. Rollins got hurt, and then they got rid of him. Randall, they finally traded away for Hundley to the Browns, and I think they released him. That's my list. But, yeah, um, Mandrich is number this, one. It, I mean, it has and, to be. And that's, that's one of those ones where it's a combination of there were red flags, he got hurt, and the guys you passed up. I mean, that's the killer. And I looked earlier than 89, and, and back when the NFL was doing 12-round NFL drafts, my God. But there are, there are some names that, that I recognize. Oh, he was a good Packer. He was a good Packer. But you see a lot of these guys when they were that much, they didn't play a game, which means they didn't make the team and they mm-hmm. couldn't make another team. Mm-hmm. Because Football Reference lists that right, the whole for everybody. Yep. You know, where doesn't matter which team you played for. You played a certain amount of games. There were guys, half the draft class didn't even get in the league. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, some of the names I didn't even recognize, but I'm like, okay, there's a first rounder, there's a second rounder. I never even heard of the guy. What happened? Injury, just didn't pull it together. But I, I that was before I started paying attention to football. And it they would have been mentioned in the breath that Mandrich is. Or else we would have heard yeah, more more about him for sure. So for sure. that's my list. All right, all right, all right. Go ahead and go through. Yeah, <laughs> well, my it's, it's spaced out. Okay. Um. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of did the similar thing to you. I only looked at first round. I didn't okay. even go to second round. I went back to about 1990. I looked at some of the drafts in the 80s, and they were all pretty pretty solid, especially in the first round. So I didn't really mess with that. Um. Painful. 
<laughs> painful. Bad memories. If, if you know, no matter what football team you root for, more than any of the other sports, if you want to calculate the success of your or lack thereof of your football team, just go look at the drafts. Um, teams that have bad drafts continue to be bad teams. It's pretty much that simple. Um, I had to go back and look because I didn't even know who some of these Bears GMs were. Like, there was a guy in the early 90s from 93 to 96. His name was Rod Graves. Nope. Mark Hatley from 97 to nope. 2000. The one-year Dave Wanstatt was the coach. I think it was 94. It said head coach slash de facto general manager. I don't even know what that So, like, there wasn't one, and they're just and like, they just hey, said, you do it. Hey, Dave. And then they fired him after one year. Like, so that kind of tells you where I'm at here. As far as the organization, yeah. yes. Okay. So I'll start with the, the honorable mentions. Okay. Um. 1995, with the 21st pick, Rashawn Salam. Mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy winner out of Colorado. Looked like he was going to be a good player at 1,000 yards as a rookie. He ends up playing 31 games with Chicago. He's out of the league by 99. Yeah. Played about three and a half years. Passed up on Tylon Derek Brooks. Oof. 1999, this one I struggled with. With the 12th pick, Cade McNown, yeah. quarterback out of UCLA. Now. He played two years. He played 25 games for the Bears. He has like a 3-12 and record as a starter. And he was out of the league in two years. That's the bad. It's a little defensible because he was the fifth quarterback taken in the first round that year. It went Couch, McNabb, Akili Smith, Culpepper, then McNown. That's not a great class. Not a great class, but it was a bunch of teams that were kind of desperate. Right. So I get the pick. Um, but the picks immediately after him, John Tate, longtime lineman for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Booger McFarland, who had a nice career, and Javon Curse, oh, who was a stud. That would be nice. Yeah, throw him on that yeah. defense. But okay. Um, oh one with the eighth pick. Remember this guy, David Terrell. Yes, out of Michigan, wide receiver. Yeah, didn't he make the? Okay, go ahead. Five years, fifty three games with the Bears, one hundred and twenty eight catches for sixteen hundred yards. Not good. Twenty eleven. Gabe Karimi, 29th pick. Wisconsin. He basically got hurt. He got hurt early on. It was kind of like Sherrod. He got hurt early. He struggled to come back. He never caught up. They got rid of him. He played, I think, half a season in Tampa, and then he was just out of the league. I want to say his dad was a doctor in Madison. Yeah, Janesville. Well, yeah, Janesville. Right. Because that's what it, well, maybe Madison, My grandpa too. went to go see him. Yeah. He, he was a patient of his. But that was one where, boy, I had high hopes for that. Oh, for he sure. He was a monster yep. in yes, college. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. But he never panned nope. out. Uh, 2012, Shea McClellan. Boise State. Just an awful pick. I was hoping he'd be, I was hoping the Packers would take him. He was a he was a DN in college, and they tried him they, at outside they linebacker. They tried him at outside linebacker, and he had a whopping uh, eight sacks in his career mm-hmm. out of the league in four years. And then 2016, Leonard Floyd, four years with the Bears, eighteen and a half sacks, already on a different team. Yeah. I think he's on the Rams now, and he played opposite Khalil Mack for two years, and he only had eighteen and a half career sacks. That's just not good enough. Between 08 and 2020. The Bears traded away four first-round picks, two for Cutler, two for Mack. Oh my God. So that's just to wet your whistle. Let's oh, get to the top five. This, this is great. This You're going to love this. This is depressing already. All let right. Me, let me find where I'm at here. This is so bad. Where's five? You got all your notes. <laughs> where am I here? Okay, five. All right. The old 3 draft. 14th pick, Michael Haynes out of Penn State. Yeah. The end. Whopping three games, or 43 games in three years with five sacks. Could have had Troy Palomalu at 16. 
I remember some of these names. Also in that draft in the first round at number 22, Rex Grossman. Yeah. Six six years with the Bears. He played a whopping 36 games in six years. The one year he was healthy, they went to the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. Yep. But that wasn't because of him. It was in spite of him. Could have had McGahee at 23, Dallas Clark at 24, or Larry Johnson at 27. Oh. Bunch of of gut punches there. Like, not the worst players, but, like, the combination of them, it's just a bad draft. I understand. You know what I mean? See, now I need to go back to my players and see who was drafted after them. See, that was a big factor for me. for sure. Okay. So, number four, the 98 draft. With the fifth pick, they take Curtis Enos, not Penis. From Penn State, running back. Penn State guy. Three years, 36 games yeah. in his career, 1,500 career yards at nine, Fred Taylor, Ooh. who has a Hall Long, of Fame level career. Alone. And Santana Moss was a little bit later on in the first round. But if you're going to take a running back, you should have taken Fred Taylor, not Curtis Enos. And the reason they had to take Enos at all is because Salam flamed out. So that was a double whammy. Mm. Number three, the 05 draft, another running back, Cedric Benson at, yeah. with the fourth pick. Three years, 35 games with the Bears, 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns. Now, what makes this the most egregious, they already had Thomas Jones, who was oh, yeah. very good. Yep. He wasn't a superstar, but no. he was a very good running back. Then Benson held out. Oh, yes. I remember that. And he only played like half of his rookie year. And then here, these are just five guys that they passed on. So number four, Benson went four. Six was Pac-Man Jones. Eight was Antrell Roll. Eleven was Demarcus Ware. Twelve was Sean Merriman. Fourteen was Thomas Davis. And 24 was, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, kind of a rough draft there. i take a couple of those guys. Okay. As bad as those three are. <laughs> it gets worse. Numbers one and two are so bad, I really... Struggled to even pick which one was worse. But number two is the 2015 draft. With the seventh pick, they take Kevin White. Oh, man. Kevin White was hurt in college. Yes. Again. Was, was hurt when they picked him. He was hurt. history, He yes. had a broken leg yep. on draft day. Three years, 14 career games, two, tw- 25 catches, 285 yards, Z. Row touchdowns. That was the seventh pick of the draft. West Virginia, right? Yes. Yes. I I kind of figured he was in trouble when they said they needed to insert a rod in his leg. I thought it was they were in trouble when they said he didn't know the routes. <laughs> Sorry. So number eight was Vic Beasley. Could have had him. Yeah. Number nine, Eric Flowers. Pretty nice tackle. Number ten, a pretty good guy named Todd Gurley. And then number 15 was Melvin Gordon. <laughs> okay. But number one is 2017. They trade up to number two. It's your boy. From number three. Your boy. They give a first, two-thirds, and a fourth <laughs> to move up one spot yeah. to not draft Deshaun Watson. Nope. To not draft, draft Pat Mahomes, nope. but to draft Mitchell, not Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. They not only passed on those two guys, they passed on Christian McCaffrey, too. Oh, He went eight. Um, Ryan Pace has the two worst drafts in Bears history, and he's only been there for four years. <laughs> and he didn't even have first-round picks two of the years. 
That's unbelievable. How does that man still have a job? And then even and then I was listening to a podcast today. We can start wrapping it up. You can hit oh, the music. No, that's fine. I'm going to let you go because I don't know how long you're going to go. Not bringing in Cam Newton and trading for Nick Foles is absolutely fucking indefensible. When you see what Newton signed for with the Patriots, the Bears traded stuff for Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles, on his best day, couldn't hold Cam Newton's jock. Couldn't. It's just not even close. Ryan Pace has now brought in Trubisky and Foles when they could have had Mahomes and Cam Newton. Or Watson. Or Watson. Why is he still employed? I don't get it. I don't get it. You have a very tortured franchise. Well, they're just bad. That's what I mean. When I look, when I click the executive button on Pro Football Reference, and I'm getting all these slash de facto general managers, and this isn't like in the 50s. Mm -hmm. This is like 15 years ago. What the fuck? (laughs) That was, uh, as a Packers fan, obviously, that was entertaining. Uh, I'm sorry it caused you. Uh, it's entertaining for me to know that I cheer for shit. None of my teams win anything. The Bucks are great. Fucking coronavirus. The Brewers are great. Yelich breaks his knee. Sheets blows his arm out. Raleigh Fingers can't pitch. And then there's the Bears. Why? Why even? Why even try? Thank you for listening to the intentional foul for this episode. After a. Two-week hiatus. We'll see if we're back on... I heard they found a body in Janesville this, this morning. Two, Two of, of them. them. Hopefully, by next week, you haven't found mine. <laughs> Don't, I can't do another task like this. This is too much. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for downloading, listening, subscribing, however you get us. We gave you an hour and a half this week. We now, no bitching. It. No, please. No bitching. If we need to take a week off, it's because Dan needs to regroup. Or I'm getting my patio done and I need to be outside. Who knows? But hopefully we'll oh, hopefully man. something next week. Wow. Hopefully stuff happens. Maybe a little baseball preview if we can who knows? If we can get into it. All right. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will see you next time. Go sports. <laughs>